Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. Everybody and welcome back to a rare but sober edition of Wrong and Wronger. <laughs> I am the always affable and really swimming through the current of life, Olivas, and he is James, despite all of his good fortune, still a curmudgeon breakwell. And James, man, I'm worried about you. How are you doing this? You week? are worried about me. You're you're the one. <laughs> In the midst of chaos over there, you have you are in the thick of it. It is, I know you think you've made progress, but like you are just going further and further into this trap. Why don't you update everybody on what major milestone you have finally hit? Well, uh, toward the end of last week, our realtor sent a one sentence text that was the owner previous owner now has the money we are officially closed wow and we thought woo it is all either uphill it is it is clean sledding from here what could possibly go wrong so that was the major milestone james and offered us just a brief moment of happiness it was nice so i i will point out that that is two sentences so i i don't know did he just not use a period between those two completely separate thoughts or or what our realtor and syntax had a disagreement years ago, and I think the divorce was nasty. <laughs> so, actually, I, I do want to point out that I'm disappointed in you that uh, BDSM Rattlesnake Ranch, uh, on Twitter, I've noticed you were referring to it simply as Rattlesnake Ranch. I don't know where Rattlesnake Ranch <laughs> is, but that is not your ranch. You can't just drop half the name. <laughs> You know, one of our alert listeners, JDB, and I don't know where he came from, unless the J stands for Judy P. It's <laughs> like an alter ego of hers. But uh, aptly pointed out, you should call it Rattaloob Ranch. And Ooh. I thought, Ooh, that is a good name, but not one we can use in good conscience with our children. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is Rattlesnake Ranch going to become like an official name for you? Is this going to be appearing on a uh, on a sign at the end of your nine mile long driveway? You know what's funny? I stumbled upon, probably because Facebook eavesdrops on all of yours and my conversations. But there was an ad that popped up in my Facebook feed for a place that makes like metal signs. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, it'd be cool if I could find one that has like the stamp of a rattlesnake and get Rattlesnake Ranch on it. But they did not have any prefabbed ones with rattlesnakes, unfortunately. And we all know you will not pay for custom artwork because despite the fact that you have spent as much as the GDP of a small country on Rattlesnake Ranch for (laughs) reasons that make sense only to you, we all know you won't spring for the extra 50 bucks for that rattlesnake decal it's kind of like the people who like on hgtv on house hunters they're going and they're looking at like a two million dollar house they're like but they it doesn't have a fridge in it i'll have to buy a fridge it's like yes that fifteen hundred (laughs) dollar fridge is the deal breaker on your two million dollar house good way way to have a line way to stick to it you know the funny thing is the people that bought our old house which was quite pricey their stipulation was they wanted the washer and dryer. And what they didn't care about was that one of the HVAC units had blown out. And those are like six grand. And I'm like, 
okay, you want the washer and dryer? Whatever, we'll buy another washing machine. I'm all right with it. You know what the new luxury thing is? I, and I know this. There's a there's an Instagram account called Zillow Gone Wild, and it's just fascinating. They just troll the internet for the wildest Zillow ratings. <laughs> but like, if you own a legit mansion these days, or even a wannabe mansion like Steve Olivas Manor, uh, the mark of wealth now is that you don't just have one washer dryer pair. You have like three or four. Like you have a wall what? of washers and dryers because who has time to push a button wait for a load and then push a second button like i thought that was pretty lazy you know we don't have to go in a river anymore and, and wash them on a washboard you push a button but that's too much work you have to be able to put all your laundry in three or four separate washers at once and then all in the dryers uh, in a row so you actually were not as rich as i thought you were because you only had one washer and one dryer like a common popper so I guess. Well, and now we have zero. Yeah. Wow. You have no washer and dryer. Do tell. Well, we. <laughs> I, I was just commenting a few weeks ago to my son as we were sitting at the laundromat. A rural <laughs> Tennessee laundromat on a Saturday afternoon does not disappoint, James Breakwell. Of course not. But we were able to fit all of the load, uh, all of the loads, all of the laundry for three people into one machine and then put all of it into one dryer. It was fantastical. Does Rattlesnake Ranch not have a hookup for a washer and dryer? It does. Okay, but it, Rattlesnake it, Ranch currently has nothing anywhere. That uh, for we're recording this on Wednesday morning, and for anyone who's following my Twitter or Facebook feed, you will see that Mrs. Steve has almost single-handedly. There were some things that I had to sort of push and lift out because she wasn't strong enough to do it on her own, but she has practically single-handedly completely gutted down to the floor and the four walls, both the big and the small cabin. So our intent, and this morning all of it got hauled off by a junk hauler that cost over $2,000. Thank wow. you to the previous owner for leaving all of his crap in there and then refusing to pay to get rid of He's it. He's in prison. However, what do you want? You want him to break out and clear it out for you? Yes! <laughs> I wanted to pay for it at least. They got enough money for this damn place. They might as well drop a little money into being responsible human beings. But now we're back to he's in does prison. The money, does the money like go into his prison commissary or is it waiting for him when he gets out? How does that work? I don't have any idea. I really don't. I know that there's an attorney in New York that took care of the whole transaction. And that person, I don't even know if it's male or female, that person is the one that the money had to end up with before we were officially closed. That's also the person who snail mailed all the paperwork back. Well, of course, because when you're an attorney, you have to be, you know, confused by all modern technology, including fax machines, <laughs> which is, you know, have only been around for 30 but, or 40 years. To answer your original question, there is nothing in Rattaloo Branch. It is completely devoid of any, anything. There's no counters. There's no cabinets. There's uh, the kitchen. It's just two things sticking out of the floor for hot and cold water, and then a water return for the sink sticking out of the floor. The bathroom is completely empty. The toilet is gone. Like it is empty. I have so many questions, but. Am I correct in assuming that you do not have a contractor lined up to replace the many, 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 many things you just tore out? <laughs> I... <laughs> Were you in on this conversation over the weekend? I can't remember if I texted I, you I this I was or not. not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of my rock star buddies 
we were talking on Saturday and he's like, so what are you going to do with this place? And I said, well, you know, Mrs. Steve just tore all the stuff out. And she's getting ankle surgery, ankle replacement on September 30th. So we have to get this stuff rolling so that she can be in a wheelchair for two weeks and be able to not have to worry about hauling stuff. And he went, well, do you have workers? I said, no, nobody A, wants to work and B, we can't get anyone to come out there. And uh, this, I don't even want to make a joke about this because it's a huge deal. But he said, I'm going to get a crew together and we're going to come out and do all the rebuilding for you. Because we got to rebuild the shower. We got to rebuild some walls. The floor was torn to shit, uh, crap. And I said, uh, dude, I didn't call him dude. I called him by his name. I said, that is a huge ask, man. And he said, you didn't ask. I offered and we're going to make it happen. So on Saturday... He and a crew are going to come out and uh, Mrs. Steve is going to point where they need to be and they're going to do all of the contract work. So is that what I've been doing wrong all of this time that like the <laughs> contractors are just hanging out with rock stars? Is that do I did I need an extensive music career in the 70s and 80s in order to get workers to show up? Is that what you're telling me? You know what's funny? I've known him for a couple years now, and there are so many people that just suck up and kiss his ass because he's him. And uh, there, there's a lot of hangers-on that are freeloaders. Like, he's got an amazing property. He's the one that has all the Fourth of July parties. Okay. And uh, it's just funny how many friends and uh, distant relatives he has that crawl out of the woodwork. So I don't, dis uh, I don't disbelieve that a number, a subset of those people are contractors or workers that know how to swing a hammer. I have just set up my life in the complete wrong way. <laughs> Here I was working so hard to make it as a family man and an author. And this whole time, I should have been trying to be a rock star so that I can retire from being a rock star and just have an army of contractors and day laborers at my beck and call. Like He is like the god of small-time jobs like think about it it's like if somebody needs something done they could wait months or years for a regular contractor or they could go to this guy like this is how mafias start he is outside of the normal <laughs> pipeline he has all this power just tied up and you've just and he doesn't even deal in money he just deals in favors like you didn't you didn't ask he offered but what are you gonna have to give him in return sometimes he's gonna call you in the middle of the night and you're gonna have to throw a shovel in the trunk of your car and drive without with the headlights off <laughs> yeah and to make matters worse we live way outside of town and so does he like he's got a big spread himself but he's on the exact opposite side of the if uh, nashville was a clock face mm -hmm. he would be on exactly the opposite side so he gps'd the the uh, the travel time from his front door to our front door and it was a little bit shocking for him <laughs> but despite that he's gonna show up anyway Wow, man, you uh, and I guess this is the culmination of your plan, too. You've you've been doing that podcast for zero money, the commute for all these years, all this time. And it culminated here with one day of free labor. And you know what? I have to say it's worth it. Knowing how hard it is to get anybody to show up to do work. I, I commend you for your plan. You played the long game and it paid off. Yes. And uh, I don't. Uh... Despite, you know, how arrogant James Breakwell is, I'm like the opposite of that. Like, I don't have the self-esteem 
to even feel good about this without paying these guys something. Like, I have a hard time asking for favors, and I have an even harder time, like, accepting that they're actually going to do this out of the goodness of their heart. So we, we'll, uh, we'll toss a little cash their way or to a charity or whatever we need to do to make this right. So I guess my question is between now and Saturday, you said you don't, you don't have running water. You don't have a kitchen. You don't have toilets. Like, are you guys just pooping in a hole in the ground or what's going on here? Oh no, we still live in the garage. James. Oh, <laughs> Make okay. no mistake, brother. So you just, you yeah. commute to Rattlesnake Ranch to tear out things and, and make your property worth less and then return to your garage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Although I'll tell you what, man. So our anniversary was last week and Mrs. Steve and I got each other, i.e. she sort of made the transaction, but uh, ATVs, like four-wheelers. And dude, we were out zipping around the property on those suckers yesterday. That's a heck of a lot of fun. I still encourage you to come down and get on one of those things and just go nuts with me. It's great. You know, it does sound fun. However, I have a strong preference for survival. And I just, knowing what what I know about Rattlesnake Ranch, I'm sure it doesn't take much (laughs) to roll one of those things and go tumbling down a cliff and get eaten by nine rattlesnakes. Like, that that is how every trip there is going to end. I don't know that rattlesnakes actually eat people, James. I mean, they just kill you and then other things eat you. I mean, local Sasquatch or whatever else you got out there. You know, the uh, so yesterday we had to get the water turned on at the road so the plumber could come and make sure all the pipes were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were no leaks, by the way, which is nice. Uh, the, the leak in the shower that destroyed the walls, interior and exterior, that's taken care of. Now we just need to rebuild. But the water guy came up and uh, we were talking about all the flora and fauna that could kill you mm-hmm. because he was present when one of the first rattlesnakes was spotted going into our hot tub. But he said, yeah... The uh, uh, not the DNR, but the wildlife, whatever the federal wildlife thing is, Mm -hmm. released like 1,200 cougars into the wild to populate. And he said, yeah, and every once in a while, there will be something come through. People catch these things on their trail cams. And the DNR is like, yeah, yeah, they're just passing through. But there's uh, cougars that get caught all the time in different parts of the county. So he said, uh, there might be some that live here on your property. So that was good news. We could have to deal with big cats also. They, uh, those things are pretty widespread. There was one, uh, when I was a new, very briefly a newspaper reporter, um, there was one in central Indiana. Somebody took a picture of it. It was kind of grainy, but I mean, you could tell it was... If it wasn't a puma, it was a very, very large cat with just a weird perspective. And but what made me think it was really a puma is when we I reached out to DNR for comment, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's a coyote." And like you look at this <laughs> thing, there's no way, there's no way you will ever ever confuse a cougar for a coyote. They just have a completely different body shape. And you could say, "Well, maybe that wasn't a puma. Maybe it was just a really large house cat, and they caught it at a weird angle and made it look gigantic." Right. But you're never gonna make it look like a coyote. And it's such a blatant lie. I was like, "Okay, it's kind of like when they say that, like." You know, sharks don't eat people. They're more afraid of us than we are of them. But like the last sure. time there were a lot of people in the water, you know, World War II, ships getting sank left and right. 
all kinds of people were eaten by sharks. There are so many horror stories of sharks just, you know, just tearing people apart. It's like, but I'm sure they wouldn't do that again. That was a one-time thing. They like, it's just, they're just they're sharks. It's what they do. Sharks eat people. There are pumas everywhere. <laughs> and those conservation people, they'll lie to you because they don't want you to freak out yeah. and buy a gun and shoot their precious pumas. So uh, watch yeah. out because because those pumas are more important than you. They probably cost a lot more money to put down there than you do. And if it comes down to you or them, DNR is definitely going to pick them. And I can't blame them, especially in your case in particular. <laughs> I am a shrink, so we could send like uh, me out to have a little sit-down with the puma to explain that this is not a good way to live your life. But I will say on the topic of shooting things, I was... Uh, taking out the baseboards yesterday because mm -hmm. Mrs. Steve is going to bleach the floors to, to bleach all of the rattle lube residue <laughs> out of that place. So I was out front pulling nails out of baseboards and Mrs. Steve walked out and said, we need a gun. <laughs> I said, why? And she said, because a giant spider just jumped out of where one of the baseboards was. <laughs> and I thought, ah, how big could the spider be? So I went in and I thought, holy Christ, we need a gun. Like uh, the spider, it was hairy, James. Wow. It was hairy and black as the devil. And uh, it was a, probably as, no, nah, it wasn't as big as my hand if it would have spread out, but it was a good size. And it was in a dark corner, so we couldn't get a good picture of it. But then came the debate of how do we kill this thing? <laughs> because it was not going to get ushered out the door without serious resistance. And what she ended up doing, <laughs> I say she, not that I wasn't involved, just that I had other things I needed to get done at the time that were a little more important. But she took one of the sticky mouse traps and sort of threw it onto the spider. And uh, my feedback was, you know, a spider walks on a sticky web all day, can probably get off. And she <laughs> said, not this thing. And the spider was stuck on that sticky mouse trap on its back. And it was punching in eight directions at once. Wow. And its fangs were going. And I thought, okay, so this is how I shall die. But the spider never got off of that thing. And I threw it in the garbage can and I noticed like a shadow when I did. And I thought, could the spider get off this thing? And I didn't want to have nightmares for the rest of my life, James. So I did the unthinkable. I brought it outside, turned it upside down and stomped it with my boots. So that spider got squished. And I don't know if I could hear an audible scream when the pop followed my boots descent. But fortunately, it was dead and it took quite a bit to kill. I don't disagree that next time we may need a gun so two thoughts one it was probably a wolf spider if i had to guess we have those up here in illinois and indiana and they get pretty big and they're hairy and you'll find them like oh, we used to run into them in boy scout camp they're like they hide in like piles of wood places you know firewoods places that are dark and they can bite and it's not like you know kill you like a rattlesnake but i think it'll hurt quite a bit and uh, second thought, you got to be careful with your stories about uh, killing spiders, even though, you know, I just advocated the killing of sharks and pumas and all that. I had a tweet the other day. My, uh, my wife was messaging me while I was at the store. My kids found a spider, and they are terrified of spiders. Like, if there's a spider in one of the bathrooms, they will not use that bathroom for weeks. And so they encountered this spider <laughs> oh while I was out of the house, and they had elaborate conversations about how they were going to deal with this spider, and finally they had, they had to take a vote, and one of them was going to throw a shoe, and there was much screaming and all of this. 
And on Facebook lately, I've broken my own rule. I've been commenting on my tweets and responding to people, and I read the comments, and it was just everybody was so sad that they killed the spider. It's like, you've got to be oh, kidding me. Those people. So many things ah. die just to keep us alive in a daily basis. Like, I only eat meat. Like, every day I'm on this earth, something died. Even if you're a vegan, every day you're on this earth, something died. When that combine runs through the field, it doesn't, like, go out and, like, clear the field of grasshoppers for first and honk the horn to make sure all the mice get out of the way like stuff dies so we can be alive and the fact that, that my kids killed this spider you know what we didn't need the spider in the house yes it eats bugs but you know what if we see those bugs we kill those bugs too we have a kill everything policy unless you have a you've been particularly invited into this house or given birth to live in this house you, you do not belong yes. here so anyway uh enjoy being canceled off the internet i will direct all hate mail to rattaloo branch I care not if I offend dumb people, James. And furthermore, it's real easy to be brave when it's not you face to eight eyes with a spider <laughs> looking back at you. Like, uh, you start to become well aware of your own mortality when you are vulnerable like that. If it's in a glass tank, yeah, yeah, you talk a little smack on the internet. But you get this thing to where it can jump and grab you by the face you start thinking a little differently. So what day are you actually going to start sleeping at Rattaloo Branch? No clue. No clue. So you have the house. No clue. But you don't really have well, the house because you're not in the house. You're just commuting correct. to the house to be miserable. So the kitchen cabinets, and I'd like to thank everyone who's decided that not working is better than working. I don't know what you do without <laughs> purpose every day, but I guess that's between you and your God. But it is 24 weeks to get cabinets. <laughs> you know, you were already my least favorite person on earth, James. You just dropped two notches with that hysterical laughter. 24 <laughs> weeks it's half a year and this is by one of the major retailers in the united states like this is not fred's cabinet company and he can't get plywood this is by a major distributor they can't get their hands on wood did you know this before you tore out all of your cabinets james the cabinets were soaked in mouse urine so they were going one way or the other Man, and what what yeah. about this property appealed to you again between the rattlesnakes and the mouse urine? Oh, by the way, when you're there, like, on those floors, are they still slick with lube? Like, I've got to imagine the bleach can only do so much. <laughs> the floors are not necessarily slick, although they are tile. But uh, they are covered in little mouse droppings that, from what I understand, give off like a toxic dust. So Mrs. Steve was in full hazmat like ventilator while she was vacuuming up mouse poop for the last couple days with a HEPA vac. And she's going to now go through and bleach all the floors and where the baseboards used to be just to get rid of that stuff. So it's pretty, it's, uh, it's ugly. Did you kill the mice first? I, I don't recall hearing about that step. Oh, Mrs. Steve went on an almost unprecedented killing spree to get rid of those mice. Yeah, no, we had dead mice everywhere. I mean, it looked like the killing fields. This was like, uh, I don't know, Shiloh uh, back in the early days. And <laughs> Good reference. Very specific. When people go for Civil War battles, Shiloh is not where most of them would have popped up. So props to being very specific.
I think Shiloh was the the bloodiest battle of the Civil War, wasn't it? It was up there. It was. Uh, I get them confused. I've, I I usually I stick to World War II, but I, I've listened to a few Civil War books in a row. That was that was one of Grant's earliest battles, wasn't it? That wasn't that the one where he got surprised and both sides. I mean, half the battles they fought to a stalemate. Anyway, what did she use? Is she out there with a baseball bat, or does she have the the chemical traps, or what was she doing? <laughs> no, but it's funny. One of the plumbers that came out yesterday was walking around the house with me, and uh, he said, I like this siding. I said, yeah, we're going to replace it with metal siding at some point to keep the carpenter bees out. He said, you know, with carpenter bees, what I find, if you hit them hard enough, they don't come back. <laughs> I thought, well, slow down, man. Let me write this out on my steno pad. Okay. Anyway, no, she used a lot of those glue traps, like what we trapped the spider with. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's probably going to get a bunch of hate mail. And again, kiss my ass. These are not your mice and this is not your house. So the glue traps were everywhere. And she also put a lot of poison around. So there were, the funny thing is you think of mice as being kind of big because of, uh, I don't know, cartoons and stuff. <laughs> They're actually pretty little, those little field mice. And uh, God rest their soul, they will be missed, James. The, uh, so we had a mouse issue. We, we've been in the house like eight or ten years at that point. And just one year randomly, uh, I guess the mice all got chased out of the surrounding fields for whatever reason. And we got them in the walls. And when it happens, it sounds like you're in a Ugh. horror movie. You hear things scampering around. You hear random you know, scratching. You don't know if a demon's going to pop out or what. And we got yeah. those things. They're like these little black plastic caverns yeah and you put them yep. in they crawl in there and there's the idea is they nibble on them and it's got like cyanide but it's only activated it huh. makes them thirsty and it's only supposed to be activated when they get water and the idea is they go outside to get a drink and then the dead mice are outside your house now in practice there's water inside oh. your house too and mice aren't that smart they're not always polite enough to die in the right place <laughs> the most traumatic moment of this and i know we're going to run out of time here but i'll go ahead just just so you, you can't get all the hate for killing your spider and mice i'll take my fair share of hate too so <laughs> one of these mice had ingested poison and decided to die in the middle of our kitchen so i at the time had picked up the kids from daycare this was several years ago and i walk in there and i see this dead mouse sitting in the kitchen in the middle of the kitchen like oh no so i said kids stay back which of course makes them want to go and look more and i grab well yeah. and there's no lock on the kitchen door because who would put a lock on their kitchen door so i'm trying to push the kids Nobody. back and i run over and i grab the pooper scooper and i go to scoop this mouse up and it's not all the way dead it starts flopping around and twitching and i have to go and it's like our poop our cooper pooper scooper is like a dustbin and a metal rake and i have to like pin it down and i run it across the street and throw it in somebody else's dumpsters like oh man i do not miss mice at all so godspeed to you but i gotta say if you just put i mean i gotta think you didn't kill them all in a day or two you're gonna have to leave those traps out for a while because they i guarantee you when you've got 50 or 60 mice you've got six or seven hundred mice they will they will come back well uh with people there a lot, I'm hoping that keeps them back a little. And with fewer mice, that will mean fewer rattlesnakes, mm. which is nice. And uh, I'm hoping it all kind of moves in a positive direction. So you have destroyed an entire ecosystem. From mice to rattlesnakes to spiders to possibly pumas, you moved in, nature moved out. The lube moved out, the cabinets moved out, everything. You were just you were just <laughs> flattening the earth and salting a path behind you. So kudos to you. Nothing will live and nothing will move at Rattle Lube Ranch. 
I will say in closing, as I was standing in the middle of our yard peeing yesterday, <laughs> I was watching a hawk come down and it got something. Oh. And uh, it carried it away and it was a good distance off, but it was on our property and it plucked something out of the tall grass. And I think life will still go on regardless of what we do. Now that hawk is going to get canceled as well for whatever it killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you would like to continue listening both forward and backward, we had somebody who was nice enough to write that she's working her way through all 250-some episodes yes. that we've put up over the years. And uh, you can do that right here at Wrong and Wronger and listen to how your li- compare your life to ours and feel damn good about yourself going to sleep tonight. But until we meet again, this is Steve, still homeless, living in a garage, Dr. Steve. And despite the fact that I'm a doctor, for God's sake, for James, the exploding, not doctored, break well, saying, exploding unicorn, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember, as always, two wrongs can. <laughs>